So by now, you should all be in Genesis chapter 18. Let's read verse 1. And the Lord appeared to him, and this is Abraham, if you were wondering, by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth. And he said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. While I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves and after that you may pass on. Since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah and said, quick, three shares of fine flour kneaded and make cakes. And Abram ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. Very good. I wish I could cook like that, that fast. A little coffee. Just quickly, yeah. Quickly, some of us take like days just to make the fire. <laughs> yeah, with wet wood in Mossel Bay. So we meet Abraham. We meet Abraham. And who was Abraham? Let me just remind you that he is called the father of our faith. In other words, there is something and stuff that has happened in Abraham's life that we could emulate. In Afrikaans, this navolgingswaardig. Worthy to follow. Because he was uh, a father of faith for us. In other words, it also says later on in the New Testament, Abraham called those things that were not as though they were. He was a man that lived by faith. So if he's the father of faith, I want to do what Abraham did. Father Abraham had many sons. Remember that song. God called him out of Ur of the Chaldees into a land that God will show him. Just remember that. He didn't know where he was going. God sent him into a new land. Basically, Abraham was going to be a testimony, to be a sign to those that didn't know God. Abraham wasn't always the outstanding, brilliant uh, uh, Christian that we all think he used to be. Just to remind you, twice he tried to sell his wife to another king and actually pawned her off and said, no, she's his sister. Not his finest moment, but we won't talk about that today. But there's moments that he lived brilliantly. And when I say brilliantly, in this instance, he lived hospitable, as we see in Genesis chapter 18. The first thing I want to bring to your attention, and we're going to look at that portion of Scripture in detail. Abraham, I want to say this, Abraham didn't know he was entertaining angels. He didn't. Literally, he didn't know that he was literally entertaining angels. And we'll see later on the Lord Jesus himself. Okay. He only discovered this later. 
It's on the other side of this act of hospitality, which, which was known to him. He was a very hospitable man because he belonged to a tribe called the Bedouins. And the Bedouins, they would always be a hospitable people. Hospitable. Did I up? Hospital. I said it quickly. Listen to the CD later. Hospital. <laughs> The CD, yeah, the tape. In my days, we used to have tapes. Thank you guys in the back there that's recording this. You see, but later on, he realizes that he had divine visitors. So let's look at the, the, the opening of that portion of scripture. And the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre. So there's a narrator. There's somebody that's telling you this story. Somebody that's writing the book of Genesis, which was Moses. Okay, so he's writing this story and he's telling you, but he's calling and he's writing and using certain words. And when a story like that is there, you should look at every phrase within that story because they're very significant. See, Sitting and appearing by the oaks of Mamre is actually the conclusion of the story. What's the first thing that happens is Abraham sees three men. He sees three men. Even though he calls them, oh Lord, it's actually a different word than what the narrator is using. The narrator is using the word Yahweh. And we see it with a capital L there. But a word that is actually used, the word that Abraham is actually calling them is Adon, A-D-O-N, which means sir, great sir, in actual fact, kind sir. We get Adonai later on, which is one of God's names, which means God my master. In actual fact, what Abraham is doing immediately is he takes the low position of a servant immediately by calling them Adon. Another interesting thing is that you see there, and, and this is for those that are studying, TMT guys, this is just for you. I'll just throw it in here for you guys and anybody else that is studying. Don't you find it interesting that this is heavenly beings, three of them, one of them being Jesus. So now... What we do is, in the Old Testament, this is some heavy words, listen to me. When we speak about pre-incarnations, in other words, when we see Jesus in the Old Testament, we call it a theophany. But some scholars call this actually a Trinitarian theophany. So now we can actually explain to people that there's a Father, there's a Son, and there's a Holy Spirit. It's not just Jesus alone appearing. He brings two more with him, witnesses. Just that's, that's for free, if you were wondering. Okay. But it's significant. Okay. Three of them. I don't think, like I said, that Abraham initially knows that he is welcoming any more than mere men. Important men. Lords or sirs, like I just told you, until something happens. 
until he sees them. Scripture says, just go back, uh, lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, three more standing in front of him. When he saw them, there's a revelation. When we see Jesus, my whole life changes. Everything that I want to do is centered around him. Everything that I am is centered around Jesus and I want to serve him. My whole life. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 says, serve one another. But verse 14 tells us why. Because we need to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. The Father's idea is always of serving. Jesus came to serve. Came to seek and to save the lost. And this is what he is doing. He's actually coming to save the people of Abraham. But I'm not going to do that whole portion of scripture. You guys can read that. And when he saw them, he sees these men clearly from a distance. Why? How could he see them clearly? Because he was sitting, and these are the two things, the crux of today. He was sitting at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. Why is that significant? Abraham is neither inside nor outside of his tent. He's both in and he's both out. Abraham inhabits basically two worlds here. That's a good posture to have when we want to be hospitable. At home, but facing the world. That should be the attitude of our heart constantly. The problem is, is why we don't become hospitable is because our little house is our little sanctuary. Like Sunel was saying, it's the Makar, and, and we're eating out of, you know, a, a, a chip's parcel. And it's not, it's not the fine bone china, and we don't want people to see it. But it's not what's important. It's the posture of the heart that is important, and how we serve. It's the matter of the heart. So he's sitting at his tent door. It's a posture of hospitality. He's ready to entertain strangers. The word for, um, for hospitality is philozenia, and it's two words. Philo comes from love and xenia, the stranger. Basically means love the stranger. That's what it means. When was the last time you loved a stranger? Why could he love the stranger? Why, could, why is, is he poised and, and ready to serve. Why? Because, well, chapter 15 tells us God has formed a covenant with Abraham. God forms a covenant with Abraham. Chapter 16, we see that Abraham and Sarah has got their own little thing going. Again, their plan. They try and produce the promise. God says, it's not the way it's going to be do that, but you, you're going to be doing that. An effort, their own effort to create an heir. See, all that is, is just an anxiety-driven attempt to fulfill God's promise. That's all it is. Chapter 17 tells us that God is commanding Abraham the mark of the circumcision, the seal of that covenant. And then we get to chapter 18, the whole context 
of chapter 18 is all about God's covenant with Abraham. But look at this. There's a twofold thing here. And I want you to pick it up in Genesis chapter 12. And I will make you, this is God's promise. This is the covenantal promise that God's making him. And he says, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and who dishonors you, I will curse. And in all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you, all the families. So he's, he's saying two things. He says, I want to bless you so that you can become a blessing. So today's sermon is called Blessed to be a Blessing. Each one of us have been blessed to be a blessing. It's all about blessing. To bless the man, to make the man a blessing. And Abraham is ready. He's sitting at the door. He's waiting for anybody that's going to come past so that he can be a blessing to them. Are we eagerly waiting Honestly, friends, are we eagerly waiting to, 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 to be hospitable towards people? Eagerly. Sitting on our stoop and waiting. Huh? That, that's the posture. Not hiding in our homes, but, but rather out there and waiting who we can show and serve and love and show Jesus to really. See, perhaps Abraham was sitting at the entrance of his tent for a while now. And when the moment of opportunity arrives, he's there. He's ready. He sees. And then he acts. He runs. He gets up and he runs to these three men. Either way, if he just woke up or if he's been sitting there, for a long time, he wanted to be a blessing. And then second thing that we see there is at the door, but also the heat of the day. Where are we? We're in the Middle East. Mesa, this is Outsuring in February, times two. Okay, this is Outsuring on steroids. Everything melts. I've been to, who's been to Kakamas? Yeah. Jullie komen er net van daar af. Het is toch niet waar in my ouwens. It's like a koud opboe. It's hot. Nobody sits and wants to serve people and wait in the middle of the day, in the heat of the day. Nobody. You'll go and then close all the windows. Just my maal dat is het, maak alles toe, so that die hitte net kan uitplei. That's what you want to do. You want to switch on the aircon. You want to go sit in your house and, and not have visitors at that stage. But this is where Abraham is. Everything is melting around him. No one wants to be hospitable in this. You see, in our culture, we must probably want to be, we actually least hospitable in the late evening. Those people that preach at 10 o'clock at night, you know, 11, that, that time. The moment Ben's been sleeping for an hour already, two hours. 
So now's awake. She's ready. <laughs> or is it the other way around? Oh, okay, okay. I repent. You see, we just want to chill. We just want to be on our own. But Abraham's culture of the day was he's sitting in the heat of the day. Look at this Psalm 32 verse 4. It says this. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. And that's exactly where Abraham is sitting. That's exactly where Abraham is, but he's ready to serve. It's the time of day when hospitality to strangers is the furthest thing from anyone's mind. Just to note, many years later, about 80 kilometers from that point where Abraham is currently at that stage, a Samaritan woman was shocked at Jesus's request for hospitality in the heat of the day in John chapter 4. About 80 kilometers from that. Jesus is asking for a drink in the middle of the day. So in Abraham's Bedouin culture, it's famous for hospitality. No one is looking to play host when the sun is relentless and beating down on you. Except Abraham. Abraham was paying attention. He was attentive. He was looking. He's paying attention. Are you? Are you ready? Are you looking for opportunities? Hoping that someone would come so that he could be a blessing. Are you hoping that someone would come so that you can be a blessing and open your house? There is an opportunity now. But I, I promise you there's going to be more. Because you're blessed to be a blessing. You all, every single one of us, we've all been blessed. Look at 2 Peter 1. His divine power has granted to us all things. Say all things. That's it. That pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. You have everything. Ephesians 1 verse 3 tells us that he has given us every spiritual blessing. Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. We have no excuse. I always say to people, why do we want to cook the biggest meal for people? Hot dogs and Jesus, that's all you need to give them. That's all. Hot dogs and Jesus. That's all. You have been blessed. Now we need to be ready to be a blessing. We don't have an excuse. And as we see in the rest of the story, Abraham wasn't disappointed. The three men on whom he showers blessings, the three strangers who he showed extravagant hospitality towards, turned out to be the Lord himself. Bonus. Let's look at Matthew 25. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you, for, the for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry 
and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. You see, this is exactly what Abraham didn't know. It wasn't even, he wasn't whipping out the noritake for these oaks because it was Jesus. He was just ready to be a blessing. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison or, and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did to, the, to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. The least. This should happen daily. You should factor this into your calendar. You should prioritize a life around this. Abraham did. He was ready. See, but it requires a spirit of hospitality, a posture of the heart to serve others, to wait upon them, that's another word for to serve. In actual fact, the word serve in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, means doulos, servant or slave, in other words. So when Donnie said, I'm here for you and you for me, that's exactly, I'm here to be your slave, Michael. I'm here to be your slave, Yanas. Stefan, I'm here to be your slave. I can go through this whole church and tell you that I'm here to be your slave. Because that's what Galatians is calling us to. It's a higher call. Much higher. It's, an, it's not what you do. It's not what you do. But it's the attitude of your heart. And here's the key. Let's turn quickly to Genesis 18 verse 4. And I'm closing with this. Basically, Abraham is saying, please let me, please let me give you water. Please let me make you a cake. L please let me bake you a bread. Please let me serve you. And that's the attitude of Abraham. Let me bring water. Let me provide food. Let me give you rest. Let me pray for you. Let me look after your children. Let me mow your lawn. I had to throw that one in. I have a big lawn, just by the way. You fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. Let me. Let me be your servant. Let me be your slave. Let me. Be a blessing because he's already blessed me in heavenly places. And this is maybe why the writer of Hebrews writes Hebrews 13 verse 2. Do not neglect to show hospitality. Philozenia, love the stranger. Do not neglect to show 
hospitality to strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unaware. My question is, are you ready? Like Abraham. Let's close our eyes. Are you ready? Because he's blessed you. Now you can become a blessing 